we are citizens of heaven. So you're not going there via visa. Have you, have you, have you, you, you have landed. Have you ever landed? You have landed. Have you seen, even in Kenya, when you land, there was a time when American citizens were going to out. Now, in Kenya. Preferential treatment. If you go in their country, you are different. But even now in Kenya, you are different. Right? Then all the other people from Changaniko and everywhere else, there is a place where they go, they enter. Why? Because they have to show. Sometimes the visitation, sometimes the passports. But you, you are coming back home unless you look like Arwandis. And then now we have a problem. You must prove. But after you have proven, then you dwell. Right? The stories of these two people are different. This is why we have a story. You remember that, 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 that guy... Um, there is this word, it's a Swahili word. <laughs> Mambo bana, it means I see you, I feel you. <laughs> you remember that story? It's because the person who was giving the story to the man is a visitor. So for all for those of us who understand Swahili, we are we are we are like what, is, what are you talking about? Who lied to you? Why? Because we are residents. If the two of us tell the story, our stories will be different. Everyone, most of the people that visit heaven, they visit heaven as visitors. So they come, they tell you about the grass. And now when you step the grass, am I offended? I, I do not want to offend anyone. <laughs> I'm just saying that we are citizens of heaven. So you're visiting heaven is going to, you're going to have access into places that the people who have gone before without this knowledge did not have access to. Anyway. John chapter 12, verses 23. And Jesus answered them saying, the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Or fruit. Verse 25. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hated his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serves me, him will my father honor. So if you serve God, then go the extra mile and follow him. Okay, so if anyone serves me, then he must let him follow me. It means you can serve without following. You can serve without being a follower. You can show up every day and you're not a follower of him. We can serve because men are created to find something social to do. So if there was no church, today we'd be running a marathon, we'd be doing boxing, we'd be doing stuff. Just we'd be gathering together. Why? Because we are created to be like that. And you can do it for the sake of doing it. Jesus is saying, if anyone serves me, then let him also follow me. And he's saying, the hour has come and, I, and I'm going to leave. So 
he's telling this following is that he's not telling them nifuate even nyuma because he's, the hour has come and he's about to be glorified. He's about to live. And he's saying that follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Something amazing that he says that we might come back to that he says that um, let him follow me and where I am there shall also my servant be. All right. If any man serves me, him will my father honor. I love that word. If anyone serves me, him will my father honor. We continue to talk about consecration. We continue to talk about consecration. We have said many things. We have said consecration is to be set apart. All right. Consecration is to, you know, to be consecrated, <laughs> to be set apart, to be set apart from something. And today we are going to see to something. All right. You, when you decide that you're not going to just be like any other person, you are, you're saying I will not be like just any other person, but there is a reason and there's a purpose. There's a reason why you are setting yourself apart. It's not just that uh, you set yourself apart. Like it's for a specific reason. So you are consecrated or set apart from something to something. Acts 13.2, the Bible says, um, this is when Paul and Barnabas, the, 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 the people were praying, the, the believers were praying. I will read a few scriptures and I'll be moving on very, very fast. Um, hallelujah. So this is when the, 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 the apostles were praying and as they were worshiping, they were praying, the Spirit of God uh, came down and spoke to them and said to them, set apart for me Paul and Barnabas. This is in, in Acts chapter 13 verses 2. And it says, for the work to which I have called them. So it says, consecrate them for the work to which I have called them. And I think that um, how most of us or the church has interpreted this is that it's for the bishops, for, you know, it's a high, sort of what the church would call a high-level calling, that you are a pastor, so you must be set aside, so we ordain you. But the Spirit of God is telling us something here, because there is a work. Each and every person that was in that room has an assignment over their lives. Bonus, if you will. Everyone has been called by God. And so when he says set apart for me, he's saying that, hey, there are, there are, there's a calling that is over your life and, and, and there is an act of separation that must happen in order for you to be able to fulfill it, to fulfill that assignment over your life. That's why last week I was telling you, you sometimes you can't eat the way everyone is eating. You can't, you, can't, you can't do some of the things that other people are doing because you're conscious of your calling. Their calling might allow it, but your calling might not allow it. And so for these two, he, says, he comes down and says, hey, I need you to separate these two for me because of the work which I have, I have called them to do. I would have gotten into some history there, but I will leave it because later on they follow each other and at some point they have to, they have to go their separate ways because probably at this time they thought that they were called together. Story for another day. John the Baptist has an angel go to his father and, 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 and speak of him and, and introduce John the Baptist to his father and say that, you know, you are going to conceive. Your wife is going to conceive. You're going to have a son. And, and, and because of his assignment, then he should not touch wine. So there are certain things that John the Baptist, 
you know yesterday i was i was i was thinking i was we were watching the 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 movie of jesus with my wife and um and i was asking myself during this time when jesus was growing and when john the baptist was growing did they hang out together because they were well related you understand <laughs> but when you read the scriptures and you hear how the, 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 the angel Gabriel commands the father, says that there are certain things that he must not come close to. Why? Because there is his call. He has an assignment. He prepares the way for Messiah. So he must live a life that is different from the rest. So while the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and while Luke and Matthew and all of these people, they are living their own life, him he has been called to live a different kind of life. So you look at his life and he was eating locust. He was down there in the bush where, um, where there were no Thailands and all of those things. He was secluded. He was somewhere. Uko. <laughs> The temptation of Potiphar was for Joseph. And so he's in the bush. And in fact, Jesus makes a reference to that and, and, and says, that, ask the people, when you went to the bush, what did you go there to see? So people went to him. He lived a secluded life. And there were locusts. There were the delicacies. I'm sure today is in heaven. Siju kama ametamani pizza ama appetite yake ilikuwa but 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 when he comes out and he says this is the voice of the one crying in the wilderness make he the way of the lord he has lived a different life up until then and in fact it's because of his consecration that the people would go to him it's because of his consecration that the people would go to listen to him. It's because of his consecration that he had followers. Mm. Some of us are too familiar with people. I'm not saying you don't have friends, but I'm just saying some of us are too familiar with people. People don't notice your... I pray that it will be <laughs> that there are, there are certain conversations that men cannot have around you. Because they know your heart, they know you. And, and it's not because they are protecting you, they don't want to hurt you. But then easy conversation at least have around. So no wine, nothing. The Bible is full of people who have set themselves apart. Their callings were unique, but also I want you to know that your calling is unique. Because you are called at such a time where the Holy Ghost is residence in you. Christ lives in you, the throne of God. Christ lives in you. Jesus Christ himself lives in you. And he has called you with a holy calling. We saw it last time. So as their calling were unique, the Bible still says that they tried to figure out the kind of grace that you would carry. And, 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 and they could not imagine that sight. They, they could not see it conclusively. So, so they, they, they are, even though their callings were great, they are looking, they are watching. The Bible says angels are eagerly watching. They are waiting to see your action or you in action. They have seen, they have seen Jonah. Uh -huh. They have seen all that. What they are waiting to see is now you in action because of how great your calling is. Samson separated himself. Believe 
you, me, that before they cut their hair, and, and we said here, yeah, it's not Delilah who cut Samson's hair. Before he gave out the secret to Delilah, there was, that was a consecration. And he was doing everything else that he was doing, but his hair and everything else, that one, no razor. Nothing. And that was the conse consecration. Buona and, 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 and Elijah, you know, the Bible talks, they are all of these men of God. There is one thing about all of these men of God, is that all of them served God. All of them served God. Your consecration is to the end that you may serve God. Your consecration is to the end that you may, you may serve God. There are provisions of heaven, of how to go to heaven. If you believe in Jesus Christ, that he rose, that he died, you are saved. What does that mean? You have access into, into heaven. The setting apart of yourself is also that you may make heaven, but even above all of that is that you may serve God. We are setting ourselves apart that we may serve God. That we may serve God. And I think we live in, um, in, in a generation where that, the, the name serving God remains, but the actual service and what it means to, to be a servant and to serve others and to serve God, we are losing the meaning every day. The more our society is becoming plastic, the more we enter into the council uh, culture, the more we enter into all of these cultures that has been given to us, the more that the whole idea of serving people is, or serving God is, is disappearing. Serving God is not just coming here to wipe chairs. Serving God is how you live your life. Serving God is how or what you have dedicated your life to. It's a life of dedication. We we, if we want to see the glory of God come in dimensions that are unquestionable, then we must have an attitude of serving God. One of the things that was key, I know, we look at Isaiah and we want to see, and we see Isaiah that is able to, he lives in the Old Testament and he's able to see the Lord. He's able to see all of these things. And, and when you look at his story, you just see that hey, he slept on one side uh, for this amount of years, he slept on the other side for this amount of years and all of that. And, 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 and we don't see the reason why they did this. It was because they were passionate about God and they had given their lives to serve God. The children of Israel were called to serve God as a nation. They were called to serve God. And for them that meant obeying, following, loving, worshipping. And every time they turned away from that, then God would say that you are serving mammoth, you are serving other gods. Serving God starts from an attitude of the heart. That you cannot serve God on the outside and, not, and your heart is not in that service. I know we have delegated service unto the gift of service. But there is the gift of serving. And then there is the responsibility of serving. We'll get there in a few. Luke chapter 4, verses 8. Jesus was being tempted by Satan. And then he says, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is a written, Worship the Lord only, and him only shall thou serve. This is why the Bible tells you in the, um, 
The Bible tells you, Paul is writing, is it Paul that is writing and says, do everything as unto the Lord. That means that God should be your motivator. That I know I work in a pre prestigious place, but my motivation all day, every time is God, is always how do I represent God? Because how you represent God is how you serve God. How you represent God is how you serve God. How you represent God is how you serve God. So he says to him, it is a written, worship the Lord only, no other God, and, and only shall thou serve him. Only will you serve him. The gift of service is in Romans 12, 7. It says that, you know, if it's in, in teaching, let them teach. Um, then verse 7 says, if in service, let him serve. If your calling is in service. Other versions say ministry because ministry and service has been made to be, it's intertwined. It is one. So it has been made to be one. And so... The Bible says that if that is your portion to serve, then serve him. If that is your gift to serve, then serve. So there are people who have been given the gift to serve. So while we are here, they'll be serving others. They are the people who we always stop to tell them, because All right. But what I want us to have is, I want you to know is that these gifts are not restricted. So you cannot say you don't have the gift of service. Because with time as you walk with the Lord and your character um, approaches the light or rather your character is defined by the light of God, then you begin to discover that you just want to serve. You just want to serve. You just want to serve. So that is in Romans. That talks about the gift. Alright? But then there is the burden and the responsibility of service, which is in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12. It says, for it is he who gave some to be apostles, pastors, prophets, evangelists, continues, verse 12. It says, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to building up of the body of Christ. So it says that he has called this fivefold to impact upon the body so that the body will serve. So your ultimate calling is to serve. Is to serve. So all of us has been called. Whether you have the gift is the same way all of us, faith is required of us. That without faith it is impossible to please God. You cannot do anything without faith. Faith pleases God. Yet there are still people who have the gift of faith. It's the same way with service. He calls us to serve. To serve one another. To serve him. To live for him. And there are people who have the gift of Service. The gift of service. The gift of service. My prayer is that if you're here and you have the gift of service, that you will find joy and satisfaction in becoming that. You find joy and satisfaction in? I know we live in a world that is rosy, and I know if you take the path of service, most of the time you might not even be acknowledged, or most of the time you will be the last one to do things. You will be the last one because we we are just inconsiderate. Like we just we just don't like. I will not care who has made it. It's some of the people's natural instinct, but the Lord is helping us. Buenas if you 
But if you have the gift of service, serve bila kuchoka. Bwana pewe sifa. Bwana pewe sifa. Amen. The kingdom of God is run on service. 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 Revelation 5, uh, Revelation 7, uh, 15. Um, for this reason, I'm reading Revelation 7, verses 15. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them. Even in heaven, there is service that they are serving God. Two for seven, they are serving God. What, how do you define that serving God? Is that they are worshippers of God. We saw of angels that they do the biddings of God. They are dedicated to the Lord. They are dedicated to the Lord. They're dedicated to the Lord. I've met many people who serve. Let me even say there are some points in my life where I've served in certain places. And the motivation was because someone is going to notice. When you have a speaker, my biceps, Joseph's, Zgwembe, somebody will notice. And, 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 and it doesn't matter how you started serving. But our service should be unto God, one audience. So then you will eliminate whether everyone else is faithful or not. No, you know your responsibility is to serve God. Your responsibility is to serve God. So the Bible says that night and day they are before the throne, they are serving in Hebrews 1.14 says, Are they not all ministering or serving spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? So even angels are sent out to render services. So even them, they are serving you. They are serving the purposes of God. That's why I'm telling you the kingdom, if there's one language that the kingdom understands, whether in the throne or down here, is service. Is the word service. Is the word service. One as if you Is the word? Is the word service. Psalm 119.91. The Bible says, They stand this day according to your ordinances, for all things are your servants. All things are your servants. We are servants of God. I know you are king, you are priest. Your biggest title is you are the servant of God. Everything. And, and, and I like what he says. He says, for all things are your servants. They are your servants. You know, not all your servants can be serving you. You can have servants who some are not, are not serving you. But the Bible says all things are your, your servant. It is something that the creation knows, the creation understands. Because when a bee is taking the nectar and moving it to another place and it develops, you know, the ecosystem, how it works, it shows you that they understand their assignment. Human beings might not understand their assignment because we would litter by the beach or litter anywhere or do whatever it is because we have a brain of our own because God gave us a will. But everything else that you can see that doesn't have a will the way you have, they understand. So the ecosystem works because they are serving God. The sun, the moon, the earth, it goes round. Why? Because it's serving God. It's serving God. 
So you must choose to serve him. Joshua 20, 24, 14. You can open that for me a second. Joshua 24, 14. You are the one with the mic, right? Okay. Joshua. Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15. You tell us the version and then you read it. Are you there? Okay. New King James, all right. At some point, you must ask yourself, who am I serving? At some point, you must come to the Nini. He says to them that, hey, but you choose for yourself, who will you serve? Who will you serve? Let me go out of my, out of my, my, my topic, and I hope I'll find it, um, out of the scriptures that I have. Um, judges, should be Judges chapter, chapter 6. I saw something that I've never seen. I've read it. I've read the book of Judges. I saw something this week that I've not seen. Uh, and if I've seen it before, I couldn't remember, but I am sure I've not seen it. Should be Judges chapter 6, the story of Gideon. Is it Judges chapter 6? Judges chapter 6. Allow me to divert just a bit, all right? Uh, chapter 6, the Bible says in the children of... Um, and listen to this. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Midianites seven years, right? So they did evil and they, they were delivered for seven years. And the hands of the Midianites prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them uh, the dens, which are in the mountains, you know, the caves and everything else. And, and this man of God was there. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites would come in and destroy the crops and everything else that they, that they have, the, the, the cattle and everything else. And Israel greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. Verse 7, the Bible says, And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them. Now, the Lord himself sent a prophet unto the children of Israel. This is before, just before, just days, a day or a minute or two minutes before Gideon is called. The Bible says that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel and he says unto them, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage and I delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians and out of the hands of all the oppressed. You, all those who oppressed you and drove them out from before you and gave you their land. Verses 10. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. And the Lord, and there came an angel and sat under the ark. Now, verse 11 is now the call of, of who? Of Gideon. But God is telling them the reason for their mystery their misery. And the reason is this, they were told, do not fear. And they feared. Like, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. The reason they were in captivity in their own land was because of fear. It was not because they went and they bowed to a graven image. 
do you get what I'm saying? Like God is saying, I told you, do not fear the gods. Like, like do not fear the other gods, but you did not obey me. In other words, they lived in fear. Some of them probably worshipped that other God because of fear. Some of them were intimidated. Some of them were in it because of fear. And because of that, the enemy got a foothold and their crops was destroyed. The animals were destroyed. They were in captivity for seven years. They were impoverished. There was no food. Those people, the army grew stronger and stronger and stronger. It was until they cried unto God that God came back to tell them, to give them. Um, so that next time you, you are not afraid, you believe in this God of Israel. So whom do you serve? You choose today who you will serve. You choose who becomes your God. You can fear things. You can fear systems. You can fear government. You can fear all of these things. And they become your God. It becomes a foothold. But if you know who you serve, the Bible says, they that know their God will be strong and they will do exploits. Daniel. So now the Bible says, Luke, Luke chapter 16, all right? So Joshua 24 tells us, choose for yourself today who you will. You read verses 15, right? Can you read verse 14? 14 and 15. If you're still there. Yeah, Joshua. Joshua 24. Read 14, 15. Joshua 24, 14. Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him. Put them away. He says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, which a lot of scholars say that that is a statement of, because he was given the entire children of Israel to, to walk with them. But I don't think he had the patience of, of Moses. So he says to them, situation. <laughs> Mimi ni chosha. Sikila mtu akona bibi yake. Naishi hapo. That's what Joshua was telling them. He says, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He says, serve him in spirit and in truth. Serve him in spirit and in truth. Live for him. Live for him. Live for him. Live for him. In spirit and in truth. Choose today whom you will serve. Luke 16, 13, the Bible says, Luke 16, 13, the Bible says, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other. No servant can serve two masters. When it comes to the things of God, you cannot be, you cannot be double-minded about serving. It says, for you will hate one and love the other. Buona so you choose, you belong to Jesus, you serve Jesus, are you serving Jesus? You see, part of the reason why you will find it hard to reach out to a soul or to win a soul is because you are not a server, you are not, you are not serving the Lord. Because to serve means that you have left. I don't know, you go to a hotel and, 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 and the person serving you 
it does not matter. They could have lost their mother that morning, but they have to be on duty, so they will smile. There's a way that they will, you know. There's only one place I've ever gone to that the service was so bad we were chased away. And we had not done it like we were the best of customers. But the guy was just tired. Utaniambiaje nikatea 50 it was mtura. Utaniambiaje nikatea 50 nikatea so nikatea nini and it was in Garissa. No distant Kenya. And the guy chased us away. It was like a joke. And we in fact we laughed. We went back there. Sindio. We we went back like he became our favorite person. <laughs> because of just the audacity of nyinyi mtashinda hapa msini 50. What are you doing? <laughs> you understand? <laughs> But the people that would serve you, they, they, would, they would serve. And so if it means that you are winning soul, souls for Jesus, then you, we, are not, we are no longer talking about boldness. You understand you are, a serv- you are a servant. You get what I'm saying? You understand you are a? You are a servant. Have you seen when... Okay, watch out, watch out politics. I was going to tell you of some people, that, but now you'll start noticing them. Have you seen when the president is about to kagua the guaridi and he comes down from the, how do you call that place? The VIP, eh? He comes down, eh? And then all of a sudden there were people who were just tasked with carrying some small things. Some of them works for KBC. They carry the cables. And then now the president is just coming here like I'm a Gilletta up. Have you ever seen the way they are busy doing, eh? Because someone is there and I need to be serious. First Samuel 12.20, he says, serve the Lord with all your heart. Serve God with all your heart. Serve God with all your heart. Are you in the worship team? Hello? Serve God with all your heart. And understand that your service doesn't just end by you being in the worship team or showing up. It, it's an attitude. It's serving God wherever you are. It's a representing God representing God, fully representing God. Before we represent heaven on earth, we must learn how to represent God. How to represent God. It says, serve with all your heart. Are you serving in the preach team or the, <laughs> for lack of a better word, are you, are you serving in the ushering? Are you, are, you, are you here in Awakening Church? Serve God. Serve God. Serve God. Serve God. Serve, serve God. Acts 20, 19. Acts 20, 19. Let me read it. Um, Acts 20, 19. The Bible says, um, Acts 20, um, 19. The Bible says, serve the Lord with all humility of mind, and with many tears, or serving the Lord with all humility of mind, with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. So he says that the Jews were waiting for me. They were, they were constantly, they, they were looking for a way to get me, but I was serving the Lord with humility of heart. All the way from heaven. And he came down and he humbled himself. 
alafu wewe sasa juko na sauti ya maombi hawezi humble yourself bwana <laughs> asifiwe there's, there's, there's a conversation going on right now because of the many meetings that has been happening in Kenya and protocol and pastors he it's bad because if i am an apostle and you call me pastor how dare you do were you there when god called you and you you are just an usher like you are just an usher eh how dare you how can i not sit in front why have you put me where the bishops are not there eh. yet jesus came all the way from any humble heaven sin imbaluk shinda dendegwa i'm sorry i never meant to hurt anyone i only believe in love <laughs> do you understand what i'm saying so it says i serve god with all humility with all humility with all humility Ah, with all humility serving god has rewards and i say and 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 i wanted i love scriptures you notice everything i'm i'm always everything i'm telling you even though i can have examples in my life and everything else that 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 i might not necessarily need to quote scriptures or i might quote scriptures after i've told you about my life but i love scriptures uh, having said that i have scriptures here that are the benefits of serving god the benefits of serving god and these are things that i want all of us to enjoy bona sifiwe but i will be the first one to testify and tell you this me i have seen the goodness of serving god the serving god i've seen it my life is a testimony every minute every hour, every second my life is a testimony serving god serving god There are times when we do things and no one is there no one watches no one, and you get used to it and 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 you see the the goodness of God the fruitfulness of the you know the the blessings of God in your life every day and you're like enye for sure one day my wife woke up in the morning and my wife said enye wewe umekoliwa you are called i cannot doubt it <laughs> you are called and it was because of the goodness of God because there are things that you cannot explain There are things that you cannot explain but it's because of the goodness of God of serving God. Bwana sifiwe. It pays. You might wake up in the morning and be the first one here for prayers. Let me tell you, it might it might be unakuja hata tunakwambia toa manini hapa juu uliamkanambiwa hata ukuosha. Bwana sifiwe. But God pays. He doesn't owe anyone any debt. And these are the secrets of elevations that certain men will not tell you. You see people and you see, you, you feel like wa huyu ametokea tu kila mali. Then kidogo unaanza kuona picha zao sasa alikuwa amekonda. I'm sure very soon people will start seeing my photos when I was thin and that behind the scenes serving. You understand? Because God will always lift you up because serving him is worshiping him. To serve him is to worship him. When I come here and I watch seats, I'm worshiping Do you understand what I'm saying? When I come here and we are carrying speakers or someone is doing what you're worshiping him. When we are going out to reach out to reach out to souls to win souls, we are worshiping. It is what it is the 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 very reason why we are called. Bwana pewe sifa. 
in Matthew 20, 26, he gives us a formula of greatness. One of the benefits of serving God is that you become a great man in the land. You become a great man in the city. You become a great man in the nation. You cannot serve and be lower. Jesus says, anyone amongst you that is going to be great, is not that wants to be great, you are on your way to greatness. You must serve. That's what he says. He says, everyone, he says, the rest of the people, they load it over their people. They load it over. But as for you, this is your formula of success. Serve. Jesus, best example, comes in and washes the feet of others. Do you know how else he served? He paid the bills. <laughs> like we look at service awesomely, all right? Hey. Him and Peter, they needed to pay Akalipia Peter. <laughs> there was provision always. You understand? He had a servant's heart. Ah. It's a formula for greatness. He wants to be great. Let him be your minister. Exodus 28, 25. Exodus, oh, 23, 25. Exodus 23, 25. I like to open it. Exodus 23, 25. If you're there, say amen. Exodus 23, 25. If you're there, say amen. I know we have not been talking about mysteries for the past almost one month, right? <laughs> but this is even greater mystery. Because if you follow that which we have been teaching, you become great. Nothing will stop you. There is a level of, 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 um, of principles that you can apply that warfare will be seeing you from afar because you have, you have applied. That principle is warfare in itself. It's a weapon. So the Bible says, Exodus 23, uh, verses, verses 25. The Bible, are you there? Yes. Are you there? The Bible says, and ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread. Benefit. When you serve him, he blesses your bread, number one. He blesses your bread. He blesses your bread. He blesses your bread. You know, the Bible says, scatter your bread amongst many waters. So in other words, when, when you serve him, he brings increase. When you serve God, he brings increase. If you're here and you're in business, please serve God. He will bring increase in greater dimension. I know it is easier for the apets, the fivefold apet. Like one person is apostle, pastor, prophet, evangelist, teacher, so they now just call themselves apet. It is easier for an apet to tell you, sow a seed. All right? But there's also a principle that again works. And this one, it, it happens. You don't need an instruction. You know, seed, you might need an instruction to go and sow. But this one, it happens. It says, you serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread, and he will bless your water. Ooh. <laughs> if I had not gone to theological school, I'll tell you. So if you spread your bread amongst the water that is blessed, but I can still tell you, if you spread your bread amongst the waters that are blessed, do you see the increase? Do you see the increase? Because he's blessing your water too. 
He's blessing your water too. He's blessing your water. We have had instances in the scriptures where even the water, the, the geographical water of a place was bitter and no one could, could drink it. No one could take. And a prophet is called and the prophet comes and blesses and does something and the water becomes sweet. They turn from Mara, bitter, to sweet. Hey. So yes, I know you want to take over. There are blessings that are here for those who serve God. Buana sifiwe. Buana pewe sifa. So he says, eh? so number one, he blesses your bread. Number two, he blesses your water. Number three, and I will take sickness away from your meat. Benefit of serving God. To say, I, I, me, I will serve the Lord God. Wherever God will take me, wherever God will place me, I will serve God. In the church where I, I serve, I minister, I will serve God. He says, I will remove sickness from you. In fact, today, today, as, 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 as I'm going back, because I, I, I went through these scriptures the past week. And so today, as I'm going through it, this morning, I'm telling myself, oh my God, how then can I allow sickness in my life? And I'm serving God. Something is wrong. So it means that I can go before God and say, God, I am serving you. How can I be sick? How can I be sick? How can I not deliver normally? I'm serving you. Do you understand what I'm saying? He says, serving. He will, he will bless your bread, bless your water, and he will heal all the sicknesses. Those are three benefits that are already in one verse. Job 36 verse 11. Job 36 verses 11. Job 36 verses 11. Are you there? You can read it for me. Job 36 verses 11. You know Ayubu? Okay. Are you there? Uh-huh. Job 36 verses 11. If we obey and serve him. Can you read from verses uh, 10? He also opens the ear to instruction mm -hmm. and commands that they turn from iniquity. Mm -hmm. If they obey and serve now, him. Now, just stop there. He opens their eyes, their ears, and he commands that they turn away from iniquity. Consecration. That I am for Jesus. I am for God. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not in all those things. Alright? So if I'm serving God and I'm mixed up in certain things, your current eco, eco nashida. In, that's why some people will tell you that they have been serving and serving and they have not seen the It's impossible for you to serve God and not see the fruits. Let me tell you, God is not unjust. God is not unjust. So if someone paid a price in your family and they never got to see it, it's because they didn't understand certain things. But the very fact that you're living, you're a generation, you're a proof that God lives. But I tell you this, that God is not unjust. In your generation and in your time, you will serve him and see and experience his goodness every day of your life. Every day of, of your life. Every day of your life. Continue. Verse 10, mm -hmm. verse 11. Mm -hmm. They obey and serve him. Mm -hmm. They shall spread their faith in prosperity. See what he says? He says that if they hear 
and serve him, they will end their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. This is the Bible. Like, you know what pleasure is? Like pleasure. Like pleasure. Like soft life. Bonus, if you will. Soft life without the, the photos of Nini, of behind and triceps and... And manyoya kwa kifua. Zipi mefika hapa. Shati lianza ika. So you understand the kind of soft life that I'm talking about. I'm saying that you will not struggle. So it says you will end your days in prosperity. You'll end your days in prosperity. How many of us want to prosper? You want to prosper. You want to prosper. When you want to prosper, you're not being... How do I put it? Don't be religious. Prosperity is prosperity and God wants you to prosper. You are not doing God any good when you, are, you, you have not prospered because you are not demonstrating his fullness. <laughs> his glory is not just the atmosphere that changes. It is also the money that changes an economy. You, you understand what I'm saying? It is also the hands and the money that builds an hospital. The glory of God being made manifest. It's also the people that are being healed from sicknesses. So don't be too religious that you only take for yourself and say, the glory of God will be seen. When I walk, people will fall. And then we are being evicted. We cannot pay land. We cannot do all that. So how are we glorifying God? Politicians who have seven and 14 wives and 36 concubines come to bail us out. <laughs> you know, we have the body for this one reason. So that when we are on our round table and we are eating, you don't just concentrate on beetroot. <laughs> you understand that that table is revolving. Do you understand what I'm saying? If the table is revolving, then you 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 parkour, then you you and then you move it, and then you you move. You don't you don't you test the table and see if it goes round, and so and and develop a strategy. How can I get what they have? Can I have it? Can I? You understand? You don't just put mokimo mokimo mokimo, and then when the chicken is coming. You're asking people, kugawia. <laughs> people are next to you. And if you're sat next to me, I eat mokimo that my mother-in-law has made. Buana sifiwe. The rest, nakonga tu nikosawa. So I, I asked the other person whether, so it's a whole commotion. What am I saying? <laughs> God wants you to prosper. It is what I'm saying. God wants you to, to prosper. Because you are a solution giver. And if you have a servant's heart, your prosperity is the prosperity of the kingdom. He says that you will serve him. If you serve him, you will end your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Hey, I talk about 
And the other pleasure, by the way, you know, the other pleasure, by the way, is that um, 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 <laughs> out of Konetaji Kongezwa Maji, you may understand, Jumagoti Zimelatashida. Like, do you realize there are people in this world today who have the money to buy whatever, to eat whatever it is? Yet, unaingia five-star unaya mekazana tunamboga. Do you understand what I'm saying? Kwa sababu, pleasure kuna. The money is there, but the money is not necessarily that you have pleasure. Ah. Mungu atusaidie. May this be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. May this be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. My prayer is that we become a church that is given to service. A church that is full of servanthood. Like, <laughs> we are all leaders because we are all servants. Buona pewe sifa. We are all leaders because we are all, we are all servants. Serve the Lord in this house. Deuteronomy 28.47. Deuteronomy 28.47. Deuteronomy 28. Allow me to read it. Deuteronomy 28.27. Yes. Ah, 28.47. Sorry. Deuteronomy 28.47. Nisikwe. Nisikwe umezeeka. Nini sasa lazima, lazima sisi hapa. Eh, tunakuja kuku, uchangia. Serve the Lord. You will end your days in pleasure. And prosperity will be your portion. You can be prosperous and, 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 and you don't even, like you don't have money in your account. Okay. It's impossible, but you can be prosperous and not have money in your account. But because of how you have served, you never, like you want to go out, there's a plane, you want to do this, there's nini, like everything is just provided for you. That is my prayer for us. That in, as we serve God, we will show people the beauty of serving God. Somebody say, I will never be sick. I will never be sick. Because I choose, because I choose to serve God. Somebody say, my bread, my bread will constantly yield because I choose to serve the Lord. None of your investment will fall. In fact, wherever you invest, even if that company was going to fall, that company will receive a redirection because your seed is there, your money is there, and your bread is blessed and your water is blessed. And you must end your days in prosperity and in pleasure because you serve the Lord and you serve him with your heart. Because you understand it. Because you are consecrated to serve. You are set apart to serve. Deuteronomy 28, 47. Because you will not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord has sent against you. So uh, allow me to show you how to serve God. Uh, did, did you see it? <laughs> Take it again. Because you did not serve the Lord your God uh-huh. with joy mm-hmm. and gladness of heart. Ha! <laughs> because your service dependent on other people, whether they showed up, they did not show up, how they felt, their attitude, 
you're serving, even though you're serving other men, even though you're serving God, and by other men I mean the service in the, for God, for, for the purposes and for the sake of God, even though you are serving, see, you're not serving to their audience, you're serving to the audience of one who sees. And the Bible says there's a way that we serve. You remember that waiter thingy? We serve with gladness. <laughs> it says, because you did not serve God with joy, joy ahead. Joy and gladness of heart. Of heart. <laughs> so, listen, serving, I don't know how to put this, this statement, but serving with joy and gladness of heart leads to abundance. It's another blessing. It leads to continue reading, continue reading. You see, just take it from the top and then continue. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything, therefore you shall ah. serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you. For the abundance of everything. abundance of what? Everything. everything, whether it's cattle, whether it's whatever, abundance of everything. Hey, so be glad when you serve. David says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad. He loves battle. He wins battles. He, they sing songs about him. He's a hero. He's a warrior. But he was glad when they said, come, let us go into the house of God. The attitude by which you serve matters. The attitude by which you serve matters. By the way, I learned something. No, but a story. Is it okay? Niki Fungwa. I discovered something that the devil would always want me to be offended before ministry. So even when I was doing high school ministry in my former church, he discovered that this one thing called lateness when we are going for a mission. So because I didn't know any better, I started leaving people. I've left Rhoda many times. Basi lisha ingia, tulisha toka. Utaingia matu tufuatekia mbu, tupatesayo tunendamiru. Like, many times. Then now I got married. And now when I'm married, we are in the house. Bwana sifiwe. There are times when I wake up, and there are the times that she wakes up. And I discover that upa hivi, kuneza kuwa naka, because my wife, she wakes up and she starts loading, downloading. And she can even tell you, can you just be quiet? I just need time. I'm thinking, I'm 30 minutes ago, why am I being quiet? Hey, by the way, you understand? And so, we are different in how we wake up. So for me, an ideal Sunday would be, I've woken up, shower, da, we, to talk at Wendy. Tunenda kanisani. Bwana sifiwe. And there are times that I discover that going in the car and waiting for her, and waiting for her, kidogo hapo, you understand? Then now, we would be coming to church, and so, tunakuja kanisani, and because I'm late, there's a way I drive when I'm late. There's a day. <laughs> eh? <laughs> There's a way 
we there's a way there's a way of driving eh? we almost somersaulted and then i justified i said unajua tukichelewa i discovered this thing doesn't work so the moment you come there's there's some offense that has happened i don't know if you understand what i'm saying and i discovered that this is a trick of the enemy that he wants me to serve while i'm offended so you show up and then no one has come as do the people here they have painted see you what and what has happened <laughs> there's no lights things are just happening some people forgot we were going to have a meeting you know those offense so that it can steal away gladness because serving god see the serving god is the very heart of like that's the heart of god and so what do i do nowadays ndamka ni kuja church the rest tutauba bwana asifiwe it saves na si wote tuko comfortable and the lord is providing you get it so i'm happy when i come here i've already known that eh naweza pata vitu aziko sawa Hey, one of the things in Enoma, one of the things niwaambie ni can I be honest, one of the things in ilikuwa imekuwa normal lakini size nilipenda niliembrace when i notice. All right? Is when the day any hata tunajita ni kuimba a cappella ndio guest wanakujanga. <laughs> that is the day that people show up. Ni kweli? That is the day that people show up. Don't go to like oh my god. Mimi najua nime grow spiritually siko sure juu yao Mungu. Natarudi kweli. May God help us that we ease burdens for each other by purposing that our service will be full of joy and gladness. That I will not be offended. It doesn't matter what somebody will do or someone will say I will not be offended. One of the things that I used to enjoy is when I would go to a new church they 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 probably the few people there who know me and then I meet the people who don't know me and I'm there and they don't know that you know so they are just we are just casual they are treating me the way they are treating me or even some kunan say kwa meeting plan ya shani darao and I was happy because when I got that microphone <laughs> you know I began to prophesy and and it sounded as though it was it was, you know i can see the man as i can see the man all right and he was the man was from west africa i can see the man so i wanna do they know you understand like they know and so i started prophesying and it sounded as though you know zile carpet prophecy god is going to lift someone and he he sneered he said hey. then he did this and then called the person by name said you what do what and he was like hey. so the next minute he was up here he was stepping on the speaker like this <laughs> but if i would have been offended because the man is high ranking in the place i would have not served god would have not used me bona asifiwe god is, has called us to serve him amen god has called us to serve him god has called us to serve him Uh, your service to God should not be dependent on other people yeah. even if you are serving them they can be difficult you should not be dependent on them so john 12:15 says he that loves his life will lose it 
he waited his life, will keep it. For us who are believers, where we began from, for us serving is sowing our life because you're gaining it. You're gaining it. You're gaining it. For you to serve, for you to give your days to God. The Bible says, he who loves his life, yani they, 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 they want to probably even be served. They want to preserve their energy. They want to preserve their joy. Joy ni kitu muhimu, my peace. My inner peace ni kitu muhimu. Eh, Mr. Kikusav. You understand? The Bible says that if you love your life, like, weu naibika, jiwa vitu za gospel, ya the kingdom. Wewe kuna vitu wawezi ukafanya, jiwa sasa ndakujaji hapa nianze kupanguza nini. Na mimi ndiyo. Mimi ndiyo kusema. When we were beginning victory service, some people got offended. Na sisi, wacha niseme na mimi, wacha nisiwaingize kwa hiyo story. But they got offended with me a lot because the ones who are giving the most who are not being given the most opportunities. Kwa sababu, the ones who are available, they are available to serve. And if you are available to serve, God will provide resources. Serving requires an attitude. Giving, you can give because of an attitude, because of show-off, because of an instruction, because of the anointing and the calling that is over your life. You can give for many reasons, but availability and service is a gem. And so some people came and we were not acknowledging them the way they want to be acknowledged. You know, there are times in a sermon that, you know, you're like, you know, praise the Lord. We thank God. Hey, I see Brother Vin is here, man of God. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. What you did in Kakamega? That was great. <laughs> that was great. Even up to now, the pastors are calling me there. They are asking me, you know, your church, your church is, is strong. It is good to have a strong church. Praise Jesus. And that's why I'm praying for you, that God will make you wealthy. And God will do this. Give the man of God water. Give the man of God water. <laughs> and at that moment, there are people who have been there before even that crusade when it was happening the people who had gone there a week before and they were praying and they were interceding and they were doing all these things but we don't acknowledge service so today i want to appreciate everyone that serves in this house buona <laughs> sifire <laughs> So a lot of people are mad at us because of that. They were mad at us because of that. A lot of them moved with time because they were not going to stay. Because they are constantly looking for accolades and all of that. And when they come to another place and they are being given the front row seats, it was crazy. Let me tell you, there are people who are serving... I'm not sick or hard with the mess of clinical heart. Okay. There are people who, because of the nature, their status, their status, their status, their status. Thank you. See, my son knows what I'm about to say. 
God bless you. Because of their status. You pay imagine, pay imagine. Orange water. There are people who here, here at, at, at our service, they were they were supposedly supposed to be ushers, so they were serving around when everyone else is serving. The moment they stepped into other churches, pap, ordained pastor. This someone is telling me, two weeks, telling me, ah, by the man of God, I'm being ordained. I'm like, you're being ordained. None of them stayed. Because, <laughs> you understand? My prayer is that you will have an attitude of service. That you serve God. God will lift you. God will lift you up. God will elevate you. God does not lie. He's not a man that he should lie. And we have seen a, a bit of the benefits. There are more benefits. That when you serve God, he'll be faithful to your generations. He'll be faithful to your children and their children. Forget about the stories you have heard that so and so served God. And I'm to talk about You understand. You understand that as you're serving God. You see, there are people who the attitude by which you serve God matters. Because warfare And the enemy sets you up for that. But if you love the house of God, love the house of love the house of God. Love the house of God. Love the house of God. Can you start your